0: Good morning. Uh, welcome to St. Andrews. Dobre utro, maim drusiam. Prosiu prošenje, na So, uh, Malcolm said to me today, I, I said to him, oh, I have some friends coming. And he said, oh, you have friends? <laughs> So please forgive me um, today if if what I say might be a little random or disjointed, more than usual. Um, Today, I am making history. For approximately 22 hours, I will be Moscow's first ever licensed lay minister, a reader, working in the world's biggest parish stretching from St. Petersburg to Vladivostok. And tomorrow, I will be leaving Russia. Surely this is a world record for the shortest ever ministry. <laughs> On a slightly darker note, um, some of you know that the reason I'm leaving uh, to Russia tomorrow is because my parents are both ill with terminal illnesses. And I feel I have to go, I don't really have much choice. It's not how or when I wanted to leave Russia. Now, my journey at this church started about 10 years ago. It was a cold, wintry day when I first slipped in through those back doors. I snuck in at the back. Uh, I was given some notices, a red book and a black book. I didn't have a clue where we were in either of them. And um, I sat there and I couldn't hear anything that was being said from the front and I left quickly at the end of the service. I was thinking, oh, it's one of those churches. I won't be going back there. Well, God very often has other plans. A few years ago, a challenge, the the challenge of God came to me. It came quite rationally through my mind. Glenn, you've been in church all your life. You read lots of books about faith and theology. You read your Bible. Why are you sitting on the outside, criticizing, when you could be making a difference? A lot has been poured into you. Perhaps you should start giving. And thus I began the slow journey to where I am now. I could never have imagined four years ago even, that one day I would be standing here but God is sovereign. So the first point that I would like to leave you with today is this, say yes and take a risk, get involved. Some of the greatest friendships I have been blessed with here have come through me accepting from Malcolm, the offer to do the confirmation and baptism group. He said, oh, Glenn, could you just teach it for one week? Six weeks later, I was still teaching it. (laughs) But it was there that I was blessed with so many great friendships and people who gave me so much encouragement. Chris and Jessica, Stephanie, xenia most of whom are not here today, but Xenia's here. (laughs) And the reward for me from seeing those people grow has been phenomenal. And there are so many other people here who I've got to know and to love. Some of you are odd, perhaps crazy, (laughs) but you're all part of the, the body of Christ and I love you all deeply. So point number one, take a risk, step out in faith, get involved because we all need you. Now the second area I wanted to refer to Is the area of suffering. As should be obvious, I'm not having the best time in my life. It's an understatement. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if my career can or ever will recover. I don't know how this is going to affect me in other ways. I don't know which of my dreams and desires may never become reality because of the illness of my parents. And that can be really hard and it can be painful and it can make me feel angry sometimes. So, why God? And it's a question that has been posed throughout history. And I won't be so stupid to think that I can answer it here. But I do have some thoughts. Firstly, suffering happens, as is obvious, because of the choices we make. And I want to highlight this. And it connects with the first point. You reap what you sow. The things you're doing now are the things that you will reap later. If you stop smoking now, you will enjoy better health later in your life. If you consistently eat bad food now, you will reap bad health later. If you start studying something now, you will reap a new career Or life direction later. So use your time wisely. So the choices we make have consequences. The second point, suffering can be random because this world is not right. We pray every week, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, precisely because we recognize that this world is wrong it's deeply broken. Suffering is part of the fallen creation that we live in. But as Christians, we are given the amazing opportunity of being part of God's work in redeeming the suffering. Without some form of suffering, sacrifice, love and compassion would not be possible in the same ways that they are suffering if used rightly can be a road to greater things and thirdly perhaps most mysteriously is the idea that sometimes we are chosen to suffer suffering certainly raises questions for the believer on what is my faith really founded a god who will do what i want or a god who is god utterly sovereign will i remain faithful even when my life is hard and difficult it's the story of the book of job in the bible if any person had reason to lash out at god it was job he lost his property his animals his children and finally his health as he sat in ashes scratching himself with potsherds a voice cries out, "'Do you still persist in your integrity? "'Curse God and die!' And Job replies, "'Shall we receive good from the hand of God "'and not also the bad?' "'The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. "'Blessed be the name of the Lord.'" And consider the Apostle Paul. He went from walking alongside Roman soldiers, mixing with the elite Jewish leaders, to being stoned, spat upon, beaten, defamed, shipwrecked, not to mention imprisoned and finally executed. And yet, we heard today in the reading the words, even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. And again, from Paul, from Philippians, I consider it all rubbish and count it all as loss compared with knowing and gaining Christ. This is the kind of attitude that I want when I'm angry, when I'm in despair, and when things are against me, God remains eternally powerful. He reigns, He alone is truly sovereign. He can lay me down or raise me up. I cannot even begin to understand the mind or power of God. All I know is that it is better to walk with Him than without. So my prayer is that I and we become more like Paul and more like Job. Not just fair-weather Christians praising in the sunshine, but people who can go through the stormy rain in the Valley of Death and know that Jesus is walking alongside us. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction Is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. And so, finally, how do we ensure our inner nature is renewed day by day? How can I ensure that? How can we ensure that? Number one, faith and trust. Know that God is sovereign. Submit to him and trust him so have faith number two your Bible read your Bible for in it you will find truth and wisdom read it wrestle with it study it learn from it so read your Bibles number three pray pray daily before the Lord God Find time for just you and him. Faith, Bible, and prayer. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this congregation and this church. We pray that this community will stand firm for Christ, firm for love and stand as a bridge between Russia and the world, promoting peace and unity for your glory. I thank you for this church. I pray your blessing on everyone here. Let us be a people who, despite hardships, focus on the eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. In Jesus' name, Amen.